Sometimes we have to do less in order to make space for God in our lives. Welcome back to another episode of the Work Redefined podcast, where we talk to individuals who are doing it all, but doing it with faith at the forefront. We want to welcome those of you who are new, and if you've never listened in, we drop a new episode every Tuesday. And I want to invite you to commit to your growth and development. Wouldn't it be cool if you listened to every episode this year and made an investment to grow in preventing your burnout and creating more peace and balance in your life? How can you do it? Well, simply subscribe wherever you consume this content. And we also encourage you to share with your friends. We're going to work really hard to give you high quality content. And if this content is helpful, uh, please follow us on social media, write a review, and continue to engage with us. So if you're ready to grow, let's dive in. Hey, Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. This is so exciting to be able to have this conversation and really hear your story, learn more about you. And I know just based on the friendship that we have and also your professional work that we're going to get a lot out of this conversation. And so I guess I wanted to start off by maybe just sharing with our audience how we know each other. I know that you and I, we met way back when I was, I think I was first out of college, right? Mm-hmm. I was working at Northwestern Mutual doing some recruiting and uh, came on campus a lot and kept bumping into you. And it's so fun to, <laughs> to have been able to met you then and just see all the growth that you've gone through and to see where you're at now and still be in touch with you. So thanks for joining us. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit more about who Megan Miller is and what you do? Yeah. So um, again, my name is Megan Miller. That is new to me. Um, It is just coming up on a year, which is wild to think. Um, But yeah, I got married last year. So Eric is my husband and together we have a little golden doodle. That's kind of our little home life. And then outside of that, love love health and wellness um and that is obviously my business love being outdoors so i'm glad that the sun is shining um really just love to do anything with people new adventures and family family is a really big piece of my life too so that's kind of a little snippet about me so professionally i know you work in that health and wellness field and, and so first, why don't you tell us what, is, what it is that you do? Mm-hmm. So I always tell people I'm a health coach, first and foremost. Um, but truly what that means to me is I'm in the business of helping people and educating them and helping them find a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. And I do that primarily through nutrition and movement. Um, but it as you know, it's all encompassing. So it really is just all around health and wellness and how to get a lifestyle that's sustainable for, for the person, for the individual. Mm. So why, why do you love health and wellness so much? Gosh, I've, uh, I've loved athletics and movement and 
in the human body and learning that we are capable of so much more. I mean, it's more than just a, a physical, it's a mental and spiritual and emotional. And it's just helping people realize what they're capable of. Mm, I love that. And I've watched your health journey. I know you're active on social media, but also through conversations. Um, tell us a little bit more about your journey with health and wellness, because I know it's probably had some ups and downs and twists and turns. Yeah. Um, it has. And I think, you know, health and wellness is something that starts from a kid growing up. Um, I would say really going through college, I, I didn't understand as much health and wellness. Um, I was in exercise science and I was getting the education, but not specific to, to me, to Megan Miller, to who I am and to what I need. And post-college, I was a college swim coach for five years and going through that process of educating and, and learning about, about the female athletes that I, I was coaching, I actually grew to learn a lot about what I needed and um, health and wellness for me, as I'm sure it's been for almost everyone, has been an up and down roller coaster, if you will. Um, but it was probably about three years ago now that I learned what I needed. And I think that's kind of hard, hard to explain because it's different for every person, but I really learned how to fuel my body. Um, I learned how to move my body post being a college athlete. Um, and I learned a lot of also who I surround myself with and what I put into my mind, because I think that's ultimately another piece to that health and wellness space. Um, and it's ever evolving, it's ever changing. I'm still trying to learn what, what fully health and wellness is for me. Um, and, and as you know, you're, you're having a kid here this year. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's always gonna adapt and change. And I think that's kind of the beauty in it. Okay, so give me an example. I know you told me when we were chatting before we started pressing record that in college, you used to work out like three plus hours a day yeah. because you were a college athlete. And I can't imagine the mindset shift that you'd have to go through from working out that much every day to maybe not feeling guilty now about not working out that much every day. So I don't know if this is the best way to phrase it, but I'm thinking in terms of instead of working out three hours a day, I now do this. And instead of eating this way, I now do this. Like, are there some examples of how you went from that intense lifestyle of being a college athlete to now post-college? Um, and even if there's any mindset things that you've gone through, I'd love to hear about those as well. Yeah, I guess I'll kind of split it up in, in the three phases of fitness or exercise, nutrition, and mindset. Um, movement is hard for me still because um, I'm a busy body and I love, I love to move. But from being a college athlete, we did. We had one to two practices a day, three to maybe even four hours. And now I prioritize moving my body every day for 45 minutes 
and it can be walking, it can be, you know, going to a workout, it can be yoga, it can be stretching. And so if you think of the time frame, I mean, I did genuinely spend about three hours with meets on the weekend and now going 45 minutes at a minimum in my day and kind of just listening to my body and where I'm at. And I've transitioned from several different types of fitness. So just know, knowing that it's not the, the one size fits all in that either. And then nutritionally, I think you could ask everyone that knows me and they'd probably say I've, I've eaten pretty well for since I was, since I was younger. My mom taught me quite a bit about nutrition, but it wasn't until about three years ago, I actually started tracking my food. And for me, it gave me a lot of freedom because it also taught me what's in the food that I'm eating. And again, when you talk nutrition, just like fitness, there's not a one size fits all. It's, it's truly individual in, in our needs. And so I've learned what that is for me. And just like phases are changing, I'm adapting now to um, working to fuel my body to just feel my best in my day. I, I don't specifically have any performance goals or anything right now. Um, and then mindset. I, I was a busybody in college with swimming and working and something that I'm prioritizing now, I know we talked a little bit about, is just finding time for me. And I think that's very important in the space that I work I work with so many different people and I give my time and my energy to them. And so just really making sure every day that I'm prioritizing myself. That way I can, I can show up as the best version of myself for my clients and, and help them the best that I can. Mm. You said so many different things there. Um, that really hit me. So I might go back up to the top and then we'll work. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first thing was when you were talking about how tracking your food actually gave you freedom. I am so fascinated by that. And I know Megan, I've had a really great experience working with you through some of my nutrition. Um, I know that app that you use, it's easy, it's fun. Um, and I actually did find some enjoyment in recognizing, oh, this is what I'm putting into my body. And, you know, here's what I need more of. Here's what I need less of. But for those listeners that are listening in and hear that and think, oh my gosh, that is so maybe intense, right? I could never track my food. That's so much work. And I just, that's not for me. Um, can you explain a little bit more what you would say to that? Because I'm sure you coach people that maybe even have said that to you. Yeah, yeah. I think nutrition is a hard one, right? Because there's so much information out there. And the biggest thing I would say with that is we're always going to have nutrition. And so we need to learn what, what's in the food we're eating. And so that's when I think tracking really does bring that freedom because it starts to show you what you're putting in your body, what you're fueling your body with. And, and nothing's, nothing's wrong, right? Nothing that you have is specifically wrong. It's just really learning what do you need 
what are you currently doing and, and then what do you need? And kind of understanding that, again, there's nothing that we can't have, but I like to, to phrase it more so when I talk to my clients is there's the food that we can have all the time that makes you feel, and you know, makes you feel good. It, it gives you energy. And then there's the food that we have sometimes. And that I would say is good for the soul. And it's good to keep in because, because it's good, right? And it makes us happy or it um, curbs that craving or, or anything like that. But I think the more we know, the more we know. So if we can learn about what we're fueling our body with, then we can also teach somebody else, whether that be, you know, the five people closest to us or kids that you may have or friends or family members. So I just think there's a lot of power in that. So Megan, can I eat a donut? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> and that's the beauty, you know, I maybe wouldn't say every day, but I think Friday was national donut day. So hopefully you had one. <laughs> didn't I actually didn't and it's funny because someone offered me a donut on Thursday and I turned it down and then Friday rolled around and I was like feeling so sad that I hadn't at least had a donut Thursday <laughs> but no I, I think you shared that before it's not bad to you know there's no I, I mean maybe correct me there's there's no bad food there's just food that you maybe eat less often Mm -hmm. um, and I love the verbiage that you use about fueling your body. Yes. So was I, was I off base saying there's no bad food or there probably is bad food if it has toxins in it? I don't know, but give some feedback on like sweets, um, you know, too many carbs or chips or, I mean, what's your thought? Uh, the questions I ask, and I ask this to anyone who, who wants to do something, is whatever, whatever plan you have, whatever plan you're doing, can you adhere to it? And the second question I would say to that is, can you adhere to it forever? And I truly think if you can't answer both those questions as yes, hmm. then, then that's probably not the best plan for you. And for me, uh, my weakness is ice cream. So if I can adhere to a plan, it has to at least allow me to have ice cream sometimes because that's, that's like my, my go-to treat. So I think it's just asking those questions of like, can you adhere to it? And can you adhere to it long-term as a lifestyle? That is amazing. I love those questions. I wrote that down. Can you adhere to the plan and can you adhere to it forever? you know, you hear some people that are like, I'm giving up sweets forever, or I'm, I'm giving up alcohol. I'm not going to have a single cocktail for the rest of my life. And some people that's really important depending on their journey. But I do feel like, um, we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves when it comes mm -hmm. to food. Um, yeah. and I don't, I have a, um, friend growing up who was awesome, great parents, great family, but they kept no sweets at all around the house. Um, and it was really interesting because when we were very young, I remember she would come over to our house and we had some Oreos. We had, you know, ice cream in the freezer. We had a few things. It wasn't excessive, but we had a few things, but she 
she would see those things that we had that would be considered less healthy and just want to eat all of them at once and devour them. And I remember thinking, gosh, like as a kid, I looked at that and I thought, huh, that's really interesting. And now reflecting on it, I think if we deprive ourselves of ice cream, <laughs> yes, long, we kind of end up regressing. If then one day we are exposed, we're at an ice cream shop, maybe we'll have 10 ice cream cones because we're so like deprived of that thing that we love. Um, so I just, you made me think of that, how um, that balance is so important. Yeah. And I think with nutrition, there's a, there's definitely a good, better, best, but that good, better, best looks different for every person. And, and I can tell you from my journey, again, I've been in, in sports forever, but I would say even a few years ago, three years ago, starting this, I was pretty good there and I'm getting better now, but I'm still working to be my best. And I think that's going to be an ever evolving, changing um, lifestyle that I'm kind of on. So it's a journey, mm. right? Yes. Uh, what's that saying? It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm -hmm. Did I get that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's something along those lines. Um, well, I know, Megan, I'm going to transition us a little bit here. I know that you're a Christian as well. And I think being in that health and wellness field and also having that strong faith that you have, what do you think God's opinion is of health and wellness and taking care of our bodies? Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for him, but I could say <laughs> that... Um, for me, uh, I know that I, I am my best self when I'm my best self in my physical sense, because then I can be my best self in my mental sense and um, in, in my everyday life and my interactions with others. So I think if we're truly working to be disciples, that we are we're prioritizing our health first and foremost so that we can be and give the best to our, uh, the best of our abilities. Mm. I love that. And I think too, it's kind of like, um, pretty sure there's, um, a number of verses on just our body being a temple and how God has yeah. given us this one body. And to your point, if we are constantly drinking, constantly eating unhealthy food, I mean, I know for me, if I've eaten a lot of sweets in a week, I feel very lethargic. And um, to your point, I can't give my best energy to those around me if I've been eating junk all week. Yeah. So yeah, I even uh, even routine is a piece of that, right? I think our our wellness as a whole the physical sense, even sleep and energy and, and all of that comes into play too. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned that earlier on how you're in your own journey of finding balance and rest. And that's something that you're really working on. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Um, it was funny because just some of the questions made me really reflect on what I'm doing and I think there's beauty in the process. So this summer, one of my biggest goals 
is less. I'll just say that as the word. Um, I'm one that commits and does a lot, says yes a lot. And so I'm working on less, having um, less things to do, fewer distractions to pull me away from priorities and trying to figure out if we're talking, you know, routine and lifestyle, trying to figure out what makes me feel my best and be able to be present the most that I can. Um, and I think that's ever evolving too. I think it's interesting that in the summertime, that is kind of where, where I'm being pulled and drawn to when it's usually a little bit more active, but the last few weeks, that's been kind of my main focus. Hmm. So for our listeners, a more tangible example of like less during your day this summer, what might that look like for you? Yeah, I think my less starts out in the morning with less distractions. Um, every morning I have, I guess you could consider it my me time. So when I get up, I do have my phone as my alarm but I have no notifications. So turn my alarm off. And then first things that I do is I do prayer, meditation, a little bit of movement, um, and then journal in the morning. So kind of allow my thoughts to, to just be around and then write them down and then allow myself to read. And so that kind of few hour time frame really helps me to get away from all distractions and have that time that I typically, for the most part, won't be taken away. I think mornings are easy for me compared to afternoons. But besides that, just being very intentional with my schedule. And I think when you, when you talk about balance, there's no perfect balance. There's there's no formula. Um, we truly create our own balance, I think, based on our lifestyles and what we want to do. And from what I've found, it is a lot easier to add things into our day. And so I'm working a little bit more to subtract things and just seeing if I take them out, you know, were they something that I miss and something that I'm going to want to go back to? But I think if I can kind of subtract things to the bare minimum, then I can start to add things back in that, that I'm craving or that I want back into my routine. Hmm. So what kind of things are you thinking you want to subtract right now? I'm really um, curious. Yeah, I, I <laughs> don't have an answer for that. Um, I know a big thing for me, just in like our household, our house is under construction. So we don't have things set up um, like how we will when our house is done. And I think something at our house that I've been doing is just noticing the things that I've lived without for a long time because half of our stuff's in boxes. Mm -hmm. um, kind of subtracting those items that I'm just not using or utilizing. And another random one for me this year is I'm not adding in any more clothes to my wardrobe. I'm not buying any clothes. So 
I've actually gotten rid of more things this year in my wardrobe because I put them on and just thought every time I put it on, I'm not going to wear it. So kind of taking some of those things out. And another one is, is taking distractions away from my workday and kind of time blocking. I know mm -hmm. that's maybe less tangible, but um, I have no notifications on my phone and still I, I reach towards it. I think we can all maybe say we do that at times. So just trying to kind of subtract out distractions in my day so that mm -hmm. I can have more, more time. Well, and in turn, I know we talked about balance and how I, would that be kind of the ultimate goal for you or why I should maybe back up and say, why is the word less important to you? I think less is important because, and I thought about this a lot this weekend because I didn't have my phone much. It helps me to be a lot more intentional with where I'm at and what I'm doing. Mm. And even in this summer, right, we have weddings and baby showers and events and so many things to look forward to, but also remembering that you know those days are kind of far away and how can I really prioritize today and not be distracted by the next thing coming up or the next notification or the next the next right and really be just grounded in the day the interaction the conversation that I have in front of me rather than something that's to come Hmm. I love that. I think um, what you said about less helping you be intentional, that resonates a lot because I know when I have too many things going on, it's really hard to hone in and be really focused. So I think yeah. about even the word focus. <laughs> yes. uh, there's so many things that are fighting for our attention. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to, again, balance, cutting things out, again, back to, I know, you're a woman of faith as well. How do you incorporate, um, how do you keep, continue to maybe add things in that help you stick to your morals, values, and your faith routine? Um, is there anything that you're doing to try to add more of that? Or is that something you're already doing? Yeah. So this year in January, one of my friends had showed me a, a video and it was about putting God first. And so I was like, I love that. That'll be a really big intention for me. And so for like the first three months, I watched this video probably every morning. Um, but a big piece of what I do in my morning routine is adding that in. And it lays the foundation, I think, because, and I talk about this with, with my clients a lot, actually doing it this week with many of them is kind of like, show me your day and I'll show you your priorities. And I think in this sense, how much time you spend on something is not necessarily the star priority. But for me, I've prioritized um, having my devotional, my readings in the morning. And I can say we're almost halfway through the year and I've done it all but maybe two mornings or two days. It doesn't always happen in the morning um, as much as I prioritize that. But doing that and then really just 
having that in the forefront of all my conversations. And for me, I, I've had an amazing example of that from my mom growing up. And when you talk about how it changes, I would say that was my, that was my visual, right? I, I learned by seeing what she was doing and I try and implement that a lot into my interactions with, with people and just being a good human, um, walking into a room and leaving it better than I found it. And I think just having those daily intentions wherever I am in any interaction that I have to have that at the forefront of just how I can how I can help any person that's in front of me whether it's saying hi to a you know a cashier or holding a door for someone or or giving someone a compliment I think those are all simple things that we sometimes forget as well in our day mm. I love that. I wrote down, show me your day and I'll show you your priorities. I think our schedules are a very direct reflection of what matters to us. And so from a faith standpoint and a health and wellness standpoint, that really resonated with me, Megan, when you said that, because it's like, okay, if you care about your health and you care about your um, getting some movement in each day, is it on your calendar? Right. If you care about your faith and practicing that, because that is part of being a healthy person when it comes to your morals and values, is that on your calendar? Um, so I'm sure our listeners have probably heard that before, but that reminder today is so powerful in the way that you said it, show me your day and I'll show you your priorities. Um, that really, really resonated with me. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So I guess we've, we've gone... A lot of twists and turns. I know I told you we would kind of go high level and get deep. And, and I think at the, at the end there, I really loved, again, some of that more in-depth look into who you are, what matters to you. Um, I love hearing about your mom and how she was such an example for you in your life. Um, and then, you know, back to the beginning, hearing about how you went from college athlete, intense level of fitness to now working professional who is using health and wellness as a way to help others. Um, when you think about our conversation today and just this topic, what else do you want to share with your listeners? Or, or is there anything that you feel has been left unsaid? Yeah, wow. I can just pour out everything that I know. Um, I think it's just important for anyone listening in any situation in life with anything that you want to do, to know that you're capable of doing it um, and that every day is an opportunity. And I think we, we often forget that sometimes when we are going and going. Um, and then anything that you're doing, right? Anything you are capable of doing, it's all about slow and steady. And I tell my clients all the time, it's progress over perfection because that used to be me. If I didn't have a perfect day, it was downhill from there. So you're capable, you can do it, anything you set your mind to, but just know it's, it's slow and steady. I love that. And knowing, yeah, that progress over perfection, we don't have to be perfect. Every day is different. Um, 
I know, I think you taught me, Hey, if you're going to have a day where it's a little more of a cheat day, maybe, you know, put less calories into the beginning of your day and allow yourself that opportunity to eat that donut or have that cocktail at night, but really being mindful of how we're flexing in order to really create that well-rounded balance in our lives. And so Megan, you've taught me so much <laughs> already. And even on this podcast, I'm like, Ooh, I, I took full page of uh, notes here of things that I just really loved and gathered. Um, so thank you. And our listeners, thank you. And I guess in closing, where do we find you? How do we get a hold of you? Um, I know some of our listeners might have questions or want to check you out online. Give us the best way to get in touch. Yes, I am. Um, I have to make sure I say this correctly too. I'm on social media as um, Megan O. Miller. Otherwise, um, email, if we can put that in the notes. Um, email's best in really yeah just connect i love to meet people i love to hear stories so if you have questions or need anything those would probably be the two best places and share the name of your business too commit commit yes and what we thought i know i thought was so cool is the the two m's for megan miller they also look like mountains in your imagery and so i wanted to mention that because I think no matter what mountain our listeners are trying to climb today, um, especially when it comes to their health journey, you are there to climb the mountain with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that your uh, humility and your passion um, and just the your approach to everything really shines through. And so I'm excited. I will absolutely put your any information that you want in our show notes and we'll get your email in there and your social links in there. Um, but yeah, I hope, um, yeah, this has been a great conversation, Megan, any last words before we close? Thank you. It's been great. I think, um, conversation is good. The more we can talk to others and, and say what we're feeling and what we're doing, I think we can grow so much. So thank you. 